Bobby Bones post show pre show. Before we came on here, we were in this room before we hit play or uh, record or whatever we're doing here. We were talking about dogs, and uh, you'll hear later I announced my, my kid's book about my dog, Stanley. And he has an Instagram, Mr. Stanley Bones. It's Mr. Stanley Bones. And I said, ah, dang, got 27,000 followers basically at this point. And Eddie goes, most famous dogs ever, go. And we only got like two deep yeah, we before we were like, we, we, we save this for the air. Mm-hmm. Oh, how many did y'all get? I was out. A couple. A couple. I said Spuds McKenzie. Yeah. Who would you say? Doug the Pug. Okay. That was the, we were also talking about who was the OG dog on Instagram, right. and Doug the Pug is who we came up with. And then Eddie, we, they brought up Grumpy Cat. Grumpy Cat. But he died. Oh, Clifford, the big red dog. Oh, yeah, good yeah. one. And then Pavlov's dog. Pavlov's dog. That's an OG, because <laughs> he was a long time ago, right? That's an old school one. Yeah. <laughs> Lassie. Lassie's a good one. Rin Tin Tin, K9 yeah. Cop. He's on the list, for sure. What list? Well, just, I was Googling, like, because oh, I was Oh, you already looking, Googled some of them? Not all you of them. You can't Google. That's oh, why you I spoiled the bit. Yeah, That's what about I, uh, Bruiser? Who's that? Bruiser? From Ellis. Legally Blunt. Oh, yeah. Hooch? From Turner and Hooch? Nice. The Tom Hanks movie? Yeah. Airbud. Good. Scooby-Doo? Oh, yeah. Good one. Totally. But he's not real. Oh, okay. Airbud doesn't play basketball, you dope. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Clifford. <Yeah. laughs> and poor Pavlov's dog didn't have a name. He was just the dog of the guy. <laughs> Pavlov. Poor guy was in a box. Uh, Goofy. Oh, that's a... Well, he's a... Is Goofy a dog? Is he? Because he's like... He's a weird dog. He was a human dog. Human dog. Well, that's that'd be like is. going Mickey. I don't know. He's a weird, he's but, a weird mouse. But the real dog was Pluto. They were both dogs. and I don't know if one of them had just... Uh, over years, over. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I just worry about Goofy versus Pluto, because in evolution, in dog evolution, mm-hmm. did his species, Goofy, evolve while Pluto did not? Did not? Yeah, you worry about that. Well, I've thought about that before. <laughs> like, how come they're both dogs and one of them can actually, yeah. can actually talk and, stuff, and the other one's just nothing? He's just a dog that can't talk. Yeah. You ever think about that, Amy? Never. Mm. It's a waste of time. From someone with experience who has done that, it's a waste of time. Uh, any other dogs? Snoopy, did we say him? No, no that's, that's a, a good, good one. one. Oh, did y'all? I said about, Reveille, but does that... I don't know who it is. That's, that's Texas a and dog. mascot. Okay, I know who that is. It's like a big Pomeranian. It's like a Lassie. Yeah, oh yeah. But there are a lot of there are a lot of his. Not a Pomeranian. <laughs> Pomeranians are a little like I mean, it's fluffy. Oh no, no, he's not, a border collie. Yeah, he's yeah. a lassie. Uh, Snoop Doggy. Oh, Bebo. Do- Snoop Doggy oh, that's Dog. A, that's a not a dog. Dog. Okay. Now we're just naming people that are named Dog. <laughs> Who are you saying? Oh, Dog the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> hey, rest in peace, right? No, his wife. No, his my wife. bad. My bad. Sorry. No, God. a listener met him the other day, and she was wearing a Four Things pullover. So she tagged me in it. <laughs> she said that he liked her shirt, and she almost took it off and gave it to him. She was like, like, "I met this weird old lady today. <laughs> She's pretty big." She said her name was Dog. <laughs> that's what he looks like. Oh yeah, he yeah. looks scary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what we do before we came on. Anyway, we were just talking about famous dogs. Uh, what about uh, Brian? From Family Guy? Yeah, what kind of dog is he? A little white dog? Yeah. <laughs> Brian, the smart dog. Yeah, what are we, are we forgetting any dogs? Benji. Yeah, uh, Benji, what about, who was the dog and where the red fern grows where they had to shoot it? Don't know. We'll call him red fern. What about Marley? Oh, Marley, Marley. that's good. Um, McGruff the crime dog? Oh, perfect. We all grew up with him. Take a bite, bite out of crime. Out of crime. <laughs> yeah. 
McGruff was was strong. He was. I love McGruff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. I want to tell you guys a story of what happened to me yesterday. It started a couple weeks ago where I had a, a listener go, hey, we were talking about you in my class today. And I said, oh, yeah, what class? She goes, it was about you possibly running for uh, governor of Arkansas in my class at the University of Arkansas. And I said, well, how about that? She goes, yeah, just people Zoom in all the time. And I said, well, I'd be happy to Zoom in and talk about why that's important to me, what I am standing for, not only on a social level, but fiscally what I represent. She's great. So we, we lined it up and you know it last week, last week got bumped. So this week I'm, I was doing it today, actually. And so Jessica, my assistant, reaches and, and connects and says, okay, we're going to zoom in at this time. She lines it all up. And then I got a note that she forwarded me and says, hey, Jessica, I am so-and-so, Dr. So-and-so, and I'll be hosting Bobby Bones in my intimacies course next week. Excuse me? Intimacies? Yeah. Like intimate? Yeah, she goes, well, and, and again, I thought maybe they just, or they talk about, poly- I don't know what classes are called. I've been in college in 20 years. Yeah. No, 18 years. Yeah, so attached are the short readings we will be discussing, and below is the revised Zoom invitation for the University of Arkansas Zoom participant. The 13 students in this course are undergraduate honors college students from across the campus. They're lovely and looking forward to this conversation. Just a heads up, there are LGBTQ students in the classroom, particularly attentive to their privacy and needs. When I read that, I went, what What am I talking about? <laughs> I'm a big supporter of the mean? LGBTQ community. community. Yeah. But I, what, what? I'm talking about running for governor, and I thought maybe they just wanted me to mention that. And I'm like, great. I'm happy to. Mm. So they put in a bunch of material, and so I started clicking through it. One of them was called On Heteropessimism and Heterosexuality. Another one was why women had better sex under socialism. And I'm going, what? this is not the class I need to be talking at. <laughs> why did they pick you? No, why did you say yes? Because they said they were talking about <laughs> politics. Huh. Yeah, socialism and sex. Hey, Bones, you think they just saw your name and they're like, this is the dude? <laughs> Bobby Bones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I told Jessica, I said, hey, I would love to speak at this class, but not this one. Because... I don't know what the, I'm even talking about. Yeah, you need to be. So I said, I'm happy to talk about something that I actually know. I don't want to waste a bunch of college kids' time mm-hmm. listening to some dope talk about how I feel about hetero pessimism. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. Hey, I'm very pessimistic toward heteros. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea. So I backed out. Oh, okay. Too late then. What do you I mean? Like, what if you sent Lunchbox and just was like, all right. <laughs> no. He represents no. you. No, Welcome no. to the class. He's got glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> you had some very interesting takes, Mr. Bobby Bones. I hated that I had to back out, but I don't feel like that's appropriate for me to waste their time talking about. I literally thought it was about people coming from outside of the political spectrum, getting in, hoping to evoke some sort of culture change. That's what I thought. That's what I would have liked to have, speak to, have spoken on. Hmm. So I'm going to back out. Hopefully I've already backed out, but Brett, you wouldn't have done that if you were me. No, I think it's appropriate. Nice. I went to Amy's daughter's soccer game last night. How was that? Good. W? Yeah. You get the W? Yeah. They oh, do- yeah, we won. Good. They dominated. They were like 4 nothing. How but did How did she do? She, she touched it a couple times. She, I think she kicked it once. But she she was excited. She came after the game and said that the coach said that, that she can tell she's getting better. That was one of her best games. And, but Bobby was concerned with her, like, not moving around in the field. She wasn't hustling. She, no, oh. no. 
the coach said she's a forward. She's supposed to stay wherever she was. She was supposed to stay. And then she was, she's still learning, so she was confused about when she was supposed to run wherever. But when she did run, she would hustle. Mm-hmm. She just didn't know when to run, so it didn't look, she looked like she was staying yeah. way, way back, just going dum da dum da dum She's a forward, and she didn't touch the ball very much? She, she, uh, she touched it twice. Okay. I saw her do it once early and then oh, okay. once later. good, good. But she didn't start. Yeah, okay. she doesn't start. But that, we know that. She's not a starter yeah, yet. So, so she, there weren't a lot of balls that came her way. Mm. But it was fun. We had a good time. I, I was doing some, some good cheering, I felt like. Did she mention that she heard me cheering very loudly? Yes. What'd she say? She's like, I heard y'all and I told you I don't want y'all to yell. And I say, <laughs> secretly, you love it. I know you do. She, I don't know if you noticed this because, I mean, you had your glasses and your mask and your glasses get real foggy mm-hmm. from your mask. So I don't know if you can see. But when she turned around, you said something like she had the biggest smile when she turned and saw everybody and gave y'all a hug. Like she was like, Bobby, like she having her in-laws there and then you and Caitlin and then some other mom. Her grandparents, not her in-laws. Oh, sorry. My Your in-laws. in-laws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo, my in-laws. So her grandparents. But another mom came up to me after and we've been lucky to have friends come to every game and stuff. And so she's like, y'all always have the best cheering squad. I was like, oh. Yeah, go two two. Yeah, I was like, let's go, Sierra, twenty two. Nice. Come on! Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's looking at me like, what? This guy's Why out of yeah, his mind. Yeah, because everyone's really quiet and just sitting down. It's like a really chill <laughs> soccer game. Like parents just coming out, being like, yeah, go team, and then we're like yelling. <laughs> I'm in a thong, match a team color, body painted. <laughs> Come on! Yeah. Mm. Let's so, see here. We'll see. I think she's gonna run track though. So oh yeah. You'll get to really see her hustle. Away has been canceled by Netflix. Uh-oh. Oh, we don't get to know what happens. Did you watch it? Yeah. I was sad about that. Don't you want to know? I want to yeah. know. I mean, I don't want to give it away in case people still want to watch season one. Oh, they leave you hanging and then... Yeah. Oh, well, rough. they all... I mean, every-, every... series at the end gives you something, but also takes something back. Mm. They have to fulfill you in some way. Like, oh, that was worth it. But also, they leave you with the little... I feel like when that happens and they're going to cancel, they should do like a I'm sorry episode where they just close it all in one. Or at least write what it would have been. Yeah. yeah. That's like that, a good I, w- idea. I would like there that if go. they're just like the, the writer of the show goes, hey, this is how it's all going to end. Here's three pages, Perfect. a blog post. I, I mean, agree a, with that. Do a podcast or something and say, well, this is what would have been. Bones, that's a – talk about that later. That's a good podcast idea. What? To just call all the writers of the shows that got canceled and being like, hey, can we get the exclusive of how it was going to end from you? I think that's – Oh, it's already done. No, no, no. I think that's interesting, but you got to think of all the shows that have been canceled. Why do they get canceled? Because nobody's watching them. You're basically getting a bunch of shows that suck, that no one watched. <laughs> and you're going to expect people to come and listen to a podcast okay. about shows they didn't watch. Okay. I think there's something there. Uh, maybe I just, I'm interested in that stuff because, like, my son was talking to me. He's watching The Office now, and he's t- telling me how Michael Scott disappears. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, you're 12. Do you know why he they wrote him off or whatever? And he had already done the research, which is kind of cool. He'd done the research. He said, yeah, there was contract issues and NBC this, NBC that. And turns out they just it didn't work out. And I'm like, oh, you're, I tw- thought he was you're just- 12 and you researched that. Pretty interesting. I feel like a lot of people would care about that stuff. What'd you think? I didn't know why he left. I thought he was just tired of doing it. Uh, partially, yes. But he said that NBC never came at him with a new big contract something like that yeah and he was like all right well i'm doing movies anyway he was turned into a superstar that's when he started doing movies yeah and his price had also gone way up did he finish no he's still he's still working i think i think season two he's at oh he's just wait how does he know michael Michael scott Scott left he reads a lot 
he oh, reads and he reads blogs and people say that he leaves later. So yeah. You're pretty good with money, Bobby. What's your opinion of the coin star in the grocery store? Sure, they'll count all the change, but then they charge 11%. They do? If you were the public's accountant, would you advise people to use it or roll it the old-fashioned way? That's a good question, man. I guess it depends how bad you need the money. If this is a hobby where you're just collecting coins and you don't really know how much you have, and you're just going, hey, I want to save this up and buy a new pair of shoes or a lawnmower or something fun for a secondary reason, then I think you take it to the coin store because who cares, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they have a service they're providing. 11% steep. It's a lot. But yeah, it is a lot. Do you think it's worth that than taking the time and rolling? Well, if you if it's actually about the money mm-hmm. and you're rolling up, you'd need $100 and change. You're not going to go to Coinstar Mm-mm. and drop that off because that's 11%. So I, I would say based on what your, your agenda is with the money, that's what you do. I don't hate Coinstar. Listen, I don't want to go roll money. And if I'm just doing it for fun and I've just saved a bunch of change over time yeah. and I don't want to roll it, because rolling it it's a pain. is, yeah, I've it, it sucks. Me too. And then you got to push them up. Push them <laughs> yeah, in. and then it opens up and they fall out. And, yeah. <laughs> but I don't hate what Coinstar does. It's a service and you don't have to do it. So I would say if you're doing it for fun, take it to Coinstar. If you're safe for actual money, I would not give 11%. That is a significant amount. What do you think about ICE? Ripoff or what? Smart. Um, it's a service again. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, like I don't know. Ice Anybody can make ice. Yeah, ice is like frozen water, mm-hmm. but they charge you two dollars for it. I'm for it. I'm pro ice. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> I, I felt like the coin star question was pretty random. I used. To, I feel like this is a good random one. I used to bag ice at the marina I worked at, and so the go, the job would be every day at the end of the day we'd go and bag about twenty bags of ice to sell the next day, or if it rained, or if there weren't any boats, you bag ice. And what you do is the investment's the ice machine. And then you just print money after that. Yeah. As long as the ice machine works. Because all you have is water. Just water and you just you just buy the bags of the, the, the plastic bags and that's it. Yeah. All right, we're we're done here. Amy, when do you want to is your podcast network launching soon? Mm-hmm. Today? What? It was today, Wednesday? Today is <laughs> yes. Wednesday, October twenty first. I don't even know. Uh the um press release goes out tomorrow. Okay, we'll talk about it tomorrow then. Okay. Cool. All right, enjoy today's show. You'll get to hear Lunchbox and his ghost stories. Bye, everybody. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Transmitting across America. Turn it up. This is the Bobby Bones Show. Let's go. Good morning. Welcome to Wednesday's show. Good morning, studio. Morning. Well, today is going to be the day we finally get to hear how Lunchbox's night went. Ah. He spent the night last night in that murder house in Iowa. He drove over 10 hours to get there. He did some Facebook Live last night, but we don't know what happened through the night. We're not going to hear from him now. It'll be at 9, 8 central. That's when he will be on. We will get the update and see if he thinks there are spirits in that house. Do you think he's going to say yes? I mean, yes. I think he was so freaked out going into it. (laughs) I don't know what to expect. I think you could have told him that a KFC... Was haunted, and he'd freak and out. And he would go in and be like, "I swear, I, I saw ghosts. <laughs> Colonel Sanders was floating above me." So we'll hear from him later. I was on TikTok this morning, and I saw a proposal story, and it's this guy driving with his girl, and they had been dating two years, and they're on the way because he had planned a surprise proposal for her. And in the clip, you see him driving, and she gets a call on her phone, and she answers the phone. And her mom goes, hey, are you engaged yet? No. Oh, she oh, ruined, it ruined it. Oh, she probably thought, oh, okay, you're calling. Uh, oh. 
No, 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 no. You gotta no. wait, man. Bummer. And so he go and so she goes, That's weird. And so you see his face oh. the whole time that she's talking to her mom. And you hear and you hear the mom go, Oh yeah, did uh, she, how terrible. As someone who knows, you gotta be so sensitive with that. Like Eddie knew the proposal was coming. And even when I would try to talk to him about it on text, he would be like, is the eagle landed? And I'd be like, well, we can talk about it. She's not around. But is the eagle, when's the landing of the eagle? Even he, you have to be so hypersensitive about that. Oh, I was on Sunday. I just wanted to check in on you. And all I sent was three hand clap emojis. Like, and you reply back, what? And I'm like, I know. You did that to me too. But that means congratulations. No, no. I was just, it was just, I just picked a random emoji to check in with you. Well, that seems like applause, right? (laughs) Oh. It was hard to do code without you kind of communicating with you because you did the same thing with me. You're like, what do you mean, eagle? I'm I was like, like what eagle? Oh, it's a wink, wink. Yeah, eagle. Did you bet on the eagles? <laughs> That's what I thought. Uh, they wrote two years of dating, three months of hiding the engagement plans, almost ruined by a single phone call. Oh, almost though. Yeah, all, right, almost. Cool. They, he ended up pulling it off. Good. I don't know if the girl knew and just played along. Either way, it said three years. Almost ruined by a phone call. Eddie, who is your wife following on Instagram that, <laughs> that you think is so weird? Dak Prescott. Like, so my wife doesn't, she has an Instagram account, but she doesn't post on it. She uses it just to kind of keep track of me and what we're doing and you guys and a couple of her friends. And that's it. No dudes, really, other than you guys. And then I see on her Instagram, she's following Dak Prescott, which is cool. Do you know who that is, Amy? A bet. A bet. Football player? Yeah. Quarterback, quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, okay, yeah. Now I know who that is. You're right. Okay. Well, yeah, but you're a Cowboys fan. Right. That's my first thought. Cool. You know, I'm a Cowboys fan. She's starting to watch some games with me because that's been a thing this year. I try to get her to come in the living room and watch some of the Cowboys game with me so we can bond over it. But now I know why she's watching it. She's checking out Dak Prescott the whole time. <laughs> Hold on. I got to Google him. <laughs> is that really weird to you? It How is. do you spell it? D-A-K. Okay, got it. And then Prescott with two T's. Insta. I'm going to go check out what he posts on the gram. Is she only doing it so she knows about the Dallas Cowboys and has things to talk about with you? So, I, no, I asked her about it and she said, well, when he got hurt the other week, you know, he started crying and I just, she felt like a connection, she said. She said that was really sweet of him to cry and then she fo- looked him up on Instagram immediately and saw that he was at the hospital watching the game on his phone because he cared so much about his team. She said she just loved all that. She's like, why not follow him? I want to learn more about it. Now she knows everything about this Are dude. Are you a little jelly? A little bit, Bones. I, I mean, pulled up Caitlyn's, by the way. Come on. And I realized that she, I'm just looking at people she follows, if any of it's weird. She follows Ray, and I don't still. Yeah! <laughs> Why don't you follow him again? I forget. Because he, he was trolling me forever in my oh, comments. But his comments are funny. He's restricted in my Instagram. Is he? Yes, he is. <laughs> Why would y'all want to rob yourselves of that, of Ray's humor? I'm refollowing him now. I think I've said that a couple times. Okay. I'm going to refollow him. Yeah, I just refollowed him back. <laughs> I laugh out loud everything he posts. I don't know. Somebody posted the other day that they, maybe it was Mike D that he voted, and Ray's like, but tell us what we really know. Did you vote the blue or the red? Anyway. No, I just laugh at every comment. I'm looking. I'm scrolling. She doesn't follow a lot of dudes. Some guy named Ryan Good, 24. Oh, oh, I know who that is. You do? Mm-hmm. He he's safe. Is the code? Well, she went to church with Justin Bieber, so she knows a lot of that crew. And I think he's the co-guy that did Drew House, which is Justin Bieber's clothes. Okay. I actually okay. like that guy. All right. All right. All right. Let me keep scrolling here. <laughs> Go down this jealous hole with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, y'all she know follows that- Bob Goff. 
which is fine. Should I be jealous? No. Who Why? is he? He's a, an author. He's an ex-lawyer that now inspires people to love. But is he well. hot? He's married, and so nah. I don't know if Caitlin would be attracted to him, but he's much older. Well, I think you have nothing. Years and some months older. No, he's probably like 40, 30 or forty years older than her. Oh, all right, you're good, mom. Yeah, yeah, okay. Or so, twenty? I don't know, thirty. No, Bob Goff. Okay, let's see here. She follows Dak Shepard. Oh, he's likable. The nerve of her. He, he's a likable dude. To follow dude. another dorky, <laughs> witty, <laughs> more talented guy. Now, now, if she follows what his wife, was that Kristen Bell, that would be different. And then she just follows their relationship. I don't care who she follows, honestly. Oh, okay. I I, know I, I, no if she followed every male model that was almost negative, no. I'd be like, you know what? Have at it. You would hate that. Mm-mm. Uh, she follows Shania Twain. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jimmy cool. Fallon. Steven Adams, the basketball player for the Thunder. See, that's I know work. she had a big crush on for a long See, time. See, hmm. you got to worry about that a little bit. Okay, but y'all are opening up for your significant others to Uh-oh. go look at who you're following <laughs> and then Uh-oh. dissecting that. And Eddie, what? looking at pictures what? that you like. Uh-oh. You can't do that anymore. Oh, well, Thank you, you could at some point. Because sometimes, Eddie, you'll get the bad rap for liking like, gross pictures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was your I rap, heard. Eddie. Oh, you heard those stories? I heard yes. that. On the, word on the street was like, just, I not, don't know. Like the g- naked Gwyneth picture? I will not even get close to that now, one. Now, but word on the street, Eddie. Back in the days? And I live on the street. Mm-hmm. We'll be like, Eddie's liking these gross girls' pictures. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> no proof, no nothing. A lot of people call and ask for my advice. So now... We have an official segment. Let's go. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. Thank you. Nice. Oh, wow. World-class. <laughs> so let's go over and hear from Allison, who left a voicemail last night. Alice is calling. She asked you guys a question. I'm currently almost 38 years old, and um, I've been married to my husband for about four years now. I want to be able to mother something, and so I want to get a dog. Now that I'm not able, you know, to get pregnant like I want to, I want to get a dog, and my husband's just totally against it. He thinks inside dogs are dirty, and he just doesn't want to get one. So my question is, should I just give it up? Should I just, you know, just wait on God to send us a baby um, or press for a dog? Thank you for your question. That's a tough situation. However, I feel in my heart of hearts that people who don't like dogs just haven't been around the right dogs. Or haven't been around an amazing dog, which most are. I would not press Allison on getting a dog. What I would press to do is to foster a dog. And what that means is you're just going to take it and hold it for a bit until someone adopts it. What's going to happen, though? Mark my words. He's going to realize begrudgingly that he likes dogs. Make sure you don't get a puppy. Make sure you get a dog that will mind. Right. And he will realize... A dog's not so bad. And make it as easy on him as possible with the dog you're fostering. You may end up adopting it. You may let someone else adopt it. But if you make it so easy on him while you're fostering a dog and while he's opening up the idea to a dog, then when you actually get your own dog, you can be like, hey, you feed it. You can do all that later. You just have to trick him to get into it. Hmm. But I just think people don't like dogs, haven't been around the right dogs. Raymundo hates dogs. It's the weirdest thing. We had hunting dogs growing up. A lot of them barked all the time, and for a majority of my life, they were a lot bigger than me, so I believe that's where it comes from. He, My dog, Stanley, scares the crap out of him, and he comes up to, like, his shin. <laughs> <laughs> that's my advice, Allison. Don't press to own a dog. 
your press should be to foster a dog for like three weeks a month, not telling him why, just that you would really like to take care of something. And since it's not permanent, I think you'll sign up for it. That's my advice. Here's another one we got last night. Hi, Bobby. Morning, studio. So I was calling for advice and words of encouragement for my brother. He is 28 and has just had a lot of failed relationships. And I think he gets pretty discouraged about finding the right person. So do you have any words of encouragement or advice for my brother on just how he can go about still putting himself out there without being too scared to get hurt again? Huge fan. You guys are awesome. Well, I can relate completely. Here I am, 40 years old. I just finally found the person that was right for me, meant for me. We're like two puzzle pieces. I've been trying to find the right puzzle piece that fits, and I haven't been able to do it. And I have been very discouraged and irritated. Did she talk, did Caitlin, your puzzle, talk to you about that? No. What? Have y'all talked about the puzzle pieces? I've said that. That was my analogy I made up. Uh, A couple, few weeks ago. To her or here? I don't know. So weird. I said that to her. Yeah, I just said that. Well, I said I didn't know if like y'all had talked about it, but no, I mean that's exactly how I would put it. Exactly. I think and I said it in an interview ago. somewhere. I've never heard you say it, but that is the perfect way to define it because like, a lot, all the pieces are great, all near each other, but yeah. until you find the one that actually fits with you, that have the holes, that fill the holes, like you just go, "What the crap is happening?" I felt the same way. I could never. I found other puzzle pieces that are probably in the same puzzle somewhere. They're they're a corner over there, <laughs> but cool. never no where near the piece that connected with me fully. I finally found my puzzle piece, huh. but it took a long time for that to happen. I'm also very thankful for all the relationships that didn't work because those made me realize what I wanted and needed in someone, and that's what I would tell him, that you're learning right now. Sure, it's a lot of failed relationships, but you're learning exactly what you need by all the things that you don't. And so I learned that. So you also, unless you put yourself out there, you don't get anything great. I'm talking about work. I'm talking about relationships. Unless you are willing to extend yourself and be vulnerable and be willing to fail, you will never fully succeed. You can do things in the middle. You can ho-hum, be average, slightly above, slightly below. But you have got to put yourself out there and let yourself be chopped down like a big old tree in order to fully grow. So play this back for him. I've just been where he is. It's there for you. I used to think it wasn't for me. It's there for you. Thank you. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Mm-hmm. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. Thank you. You can also leave a voicemail. I'll answer yours. 877-77-BOBBY. Bobby Bones Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30-second skinny. Jimmy Allen announced a children's book called My Voice is a Trumpet. The book is to encourage young people to speak up for what they believe at any age. It will come out July 13th, 2021. Carly Pierce celebrated Rascal Flatts being in country music for 20 years with a cover of their song, Bless the Broken Road. Open my wood, find true love along the broken road. But I got lost a time or two, what my brown kept pushing through. I couldn't see how every sign pointed straight to you. Florida Georgia Line hopes to have a career like Kenny Chesney's. Hopefully one day we can be at Kenny Chesney's level playing 30 number one hits and uh, a night full of two and a half hours full of number ones. 
that's kind of the goal and it's fun to see it's a cool kind of trip down memory lane every time we see a Chesney show we played a festival with him and after the show we literally changed clothes and sprinted out to the front of house to, to watch the entire set and uh, just had a great time so we're excited about doing that I'm Morgan number two that's your skinny it's time for the good news with Bobby tell me something good a Chick-fil-A employee in Georgia recently saved a child who was choking in the drive through line. Crazy. That's awesome. Zach Cowboy Kikinzi was one of several employees of a Columbus, Georgia Chick-fil-A who heard frantic cries coming from an SUV in the drive through line just after a busy lunch hour. The driver ran to the back seat where his child was choking because the seatbelt became wrapped around the child's neck. Another driver came over to help, but they were unsuccessful. Meanwhile, Zach, who was an Eagle Scout and CPR certified, it's all was happening, ran over. They handed him a pair of scissors. He cut through. Then he gave CPR, saved the kid. Cowboy. Yeah. And do you know what happened? They said, thank you. And he said, my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> I was about to say, you're welcome. It's not right. That's awesome, Zach. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. Filling in for Lunchbox is producer Eddie. Yeah, yeah. So cops are looking for a guy who was driving a $475,000 Rolls Royce. He's cruising along with some friends. Boom! He hits a $200,000 Lamborghini, gets into a wreck. And what does he do? He gets out and he runs. They just split. They're gone. So now they're looking for them, but it's going to be easy to find them. Why? Because they left a photo behind, it's in the car, and the car was rented. So <laughs> so they'll find these guys, I'm sure, by tomorrow. Just the money on these two cars together. The Rolls Royce was how much? Yeah, $475,000. Half a million dollars for a yeah. car. Yeah, and he hit a $200,000 Lambo. Wow. Yeah, dude, crazy. There are a couple insurance companies not happy right now. <laughs> exactly. That stinks. That's your bonehead story of the day. There's a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup motorized door that's going to travel around neighborhoods on Halloween and just shoot out candy to folks. Awesome. They don't want you to go into a lot of doors now. So it's a robotic trick-or-treat door. They're going to roam around neighborhoods via remote control and stop at lots of different houses. (laughs) You'll know it's coming thanks to smoke, lights, and sound effects. Once it arrives at your doorstep, you say trick-or-treat, and you'll be rewarded with some hands-free king-size Reese's peanut butter cups. That's pretty funny, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Very Halloween. And if you want it in your neighborhood, you can go to Reese's Instagram. And they're just kind of deploying lots of those doors. I want it. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Hey, let's open up the mailbag. Bobby's Mailbag. Hey, Bobby. I recently saw on Raymundo's Instagram story that he and Bay had booked their honeymoon in the Caribbean for later this year. My husband and I also have a vacation planned to a similar tropical destination next month. We debated back and forth for months on whether or not to travel this year. After researching the safety precautions the resort has put in place and hearing reviews from people who have recently stayed there, we decided to book our trip. I have been reluctant to tell my friends and family because I don't want to have to explain how we came to that decision. I also feel like we won't be able to share pictures on social media because we'd possibly be shamed. Do you think it's irresponsible to travel for vacation? And how should I handle people who question our decision? Thank you for your advice. Emily in Oklahoma. Uh, first of all, you don't have to handle people that question your decision. It's going to be on social media. Who gives a crap, right? Um, I would say, as long as you're wearing a mask and you're on an airplane, I did read a thing that it's like there were less than 20 cases over the last three or four months on airplanes because most people are covering themselves. 
If they weren't covering themselves, it'd have been a lot higher. But thank God the airline said, you have to wear a mask. So I just think if you take care of yourself and you're not around other folks, I stay in hotels constantly for my television show. I don't have corona. I don't go hang out at the pool with a bunch of people either. But I think if you make responsible decisions for yourself, you can go and still have a 68% normal-ish life. Yeah, not fully normal because we can't do all the things we want to do right now. We're getting closer. But we also shouldn't shut it all down right now whenever it's proven that we can do things. I stayed at a Holiday Inn this weekend. It's great. Wore a mask the whole time. Just got tested yesterday. No, 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 Corona. <laughs> Did you just come up with that? Yeah. It's good. Well, I don't know, I mean, it's real good. So have at it. Be very careful. Don't do what we call on this show, pulling an Eddie. What's that? Going on vacation, not being careful and getting Corona. That's not true. I was careful. You can get Corona wherever. <laughs> I was very careful. It's the travel. Come on. Let's. I, w- I was at a hotel this weekend, and you know what happened to me? I was getting on an elevator, and the guy was already in there, and he goes, uh-uh, I'd like to ride this one by myself, please. Great. I was like, okay. I wouldn't have gotten with them anyway. I'd have been like, yeah. I ain't getting an elevator. Is that how you got corona? Oh, my gosh. Now we know. He's, he's so cavalier like, with just hanging out with He's folks. like, okay, hey, you want to press the button, too? And we both had masks on. I'm like, we're good. Yeah, but elevators are... It's a very like, confined space, but so are airplanes. Yeah. Yeah, agree. So take care of yourself. Yeah, and people online are going to judge you either way. Oh, so I feel true. like they're going to judge you if you gonna don't ju- go now. Yes, like they're going to judge you if you go. And then there's going to be those that are like, why are you letting this not ruin your life? I mean, I hang out with my dad and he's got a mask on. And they're like, I can't believe you make your dad wear a mask. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> First can't of all, win for losing. he's 79 years old and makes his own decisions and he's wearing a mask. So my advice to you is go, be safe, take precautions. And 88% chance you won't get anything. And that's pretty good odds. I would take that. Raymundo, you guys still going on yours? We booked it. You can cancel up to, I believe, 24 hours before you go. So, I mean, we're, we're leaving it at 50-50. Maybe we go. Maybe we don't. We get a refund. When? Uh, late December. Nice. This thing will pass by then. Flu season's over. <laughs> it's not going to go. pass by then. <laughs> pass by then. You're looking at first quarter probably for a vaccine, and will it be readily available for everybody? You hope? I hope. I think good shot at it. Then we get the money back, and we all just think about the trip that we never went on and how beautiful it could have been. No, then you, you go on it later. Yeah! Okay. okay. <laughs> He's like, I never think I thought about that. All right, thank you very much. Let's close that mailbag. And that was Bobby's Mailbag. If you want to email us, Morgan, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. On with us is Angel in Franklin, Ohio. Hello, Angel. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm going to give you a chance to win a prize here. I'm going to give Amy all the names of famous country artists' kids. You just have to name the artist. Oh, dear. Okay. So, Angel, I'm going to give Amy seven of these. If she gets five or more, you win the prize. Awesome. Do you have faith in her? Do you have faith in her, yes or no? Absolutely. Okay, thank you for that. If she misses one, you can actually win that back by telling an embarrassing fact about yourself, Angel. Oh, okay. So be the- <laughs> <laughs> She didn't like that part. Yeah, I didn't know it until I just thought of it right then, too. Amy, are you ready? Ready. Keeley, Kendall, Memphis, and Navy. Oh, Jason Aldean. Correct. We're just hanging around, burning it down, sipping on some cold jack. 
Paris and Pearl. Oh, that's、uh, Jake Owen. Jake Owen is correct. No embarrassing facts yet, Angel. You're doing all right. That's awesome. Yeah, go, Amy. Angel, what do you do every day about this time?、Uh, I'm a recruiter, so I usually talk to people all day. So you're recruiting for what? Um, for.、Uh, She can't say. Don't、uh, say then. Don't say. <gasps> Some secret government. <laughs> the CIA. Oh, come on. Wow, that's so cool.、Wow. <laughs> Let's just go with that. <laughs> What's one of the questions you asked for? Could you ask me a question? Yeah.、Um, so tell me what your supervisor would say is your best quality. I show up on time every time, always. And you better believe, even if I'm not having a good day creatively, you're going to get a 100% work ethic. I would, I, would, I would agree with that because I've heard the studio tell, say how they have to be on time or you get very upset. So that's a good answer. No, but it doesn't get upset. We get sent home.、Yes. Yeah, but am I getting in? We're children. Am I in, though, to the FBI? That's the question. What that <laughs> It's a good answer, Bobby. Okay. All right. All right, all right.、Uh, let's do another question. Amy, Jacob Bryan and Isaiah Michael. What? What country artist kids are Jacob, Jacob and Isaiah? That's it? There's only two kids?、Mm-hmm. Come on, Amy. Hold on. Jacob and Isaiah? Two kids? Should I know this? Yeah. yeah. You know it? Yeah. Jacob and Isaiah. I have no idea. Answer? Lee Bryce? Incorrect.、Oh. It's Carrie Underwood. Oh, shoot. I just thought to have Isaiah in my head ready for her. Okay. Why does Lee Bryce even have kids? <laughs> I think he does. Who knows? <laughs> Next up. Ah! Isley and Betsy. Yeah. They're twins. And Emery. Yeah.、Um, Hillary Scott. From Lady Annabelle.、Yep. That is correct. Nice shot. I don't know why you don't take me downtown. Like you got anywhere better to be. This one's tough. Ames and Asher. Which country star has two kids? Their names are Ames and Asher. Ames and Asher? I, I'm still mad I missed Carrie. I can't believe it. Ames and Asher. Who has a kid named Asher? I know I have to know this. It's so obvious. Answer? Lee Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. It is Shay of Dan and Shay. Oh! Yeah. Those are such cute names. Okay. Angel, she can't miss another one. But, Angel, you could also have lots of embarrassing facts about yourself. Well, if you miss another one, we're, we're going to her with the embarrassing facts. <laughs> okay. You have two more, Amy. All right. This one's pretty easy. All right, make them easy. Lennon Love, Willa Gray, and Ada James. Oh, that's、uh, Thomas Rhett. Thomas Rhett is correct. And your final one for all the marbles right here Atlas Roy, Luca Reed, and Olivia Rose. Whoa. One of these was just in the news. Whoa. What? Like in the past two weeks, right? In At- the news for what? Atlas, the baby. Got arrested. No, was born. <laughs> Atlas was just born.、Mm-hmm. I think. Right, Mike? Oh, wh- now Atlas might be 18. Which、What? is it? <laughs> One of them was just born of those three. 
That's a hard one, Amy. What? Give me a hint if the artist is a if the artist is male or female. It's a male. So his wife had these babies? No, Amy. It came out of his butt. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Or his girlfriend? <laughs> is he married? Um yeah. Golly, the rut, Sunday bro, Rose is like urban. Yeah, five Sunday, seconds. But that Keith didn't just have a baby. Who just had a baby? Answer. Lee Rice. Incorrect. <laughs> Lee Bryce didn't make the list. I don't even know. <laughs> okay, but hold on. Atlas. Angel. Now, yeah. <laughs> you can have a lifeline if you tell us something embarrassing about yourself. Go ahead, Angel. Okay, so Bobby, you and I have something in common. Oh, sure, she's going to embarrass me now, too. Nice. She's taking, taking you somebody down, down with her. <laughs> oh. Go ahead. But yeah, yeah, because you didn't say there were any rules around it. So when I first started listening to you, you were talking about how you have to take medicine because you have constipation. I have that, too. Ah, uh, fiber. Nice. Okay. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> okay. Amy, by the way, that was Tyler Hubbard of FGL. Just oh, had, just duh. Had this is how we do All right, you're still in it. You got to get one right for her, though. I can't believe I missed that. Amy, Jordan, Evie, and Knox. That's Dirk Smitley. Correct. Game. Nice job. Angel, you are a winner even though you have constipation. We still love you. Yeah, yeah. That's right. We're going to give you... (laughs) We're giving you some Metamucil. (laughs) We're going to give you a a Walmart gift card. Uh, Walmart photo. Ooh, $100 Walmart photo gift card. Walmart photo invites you to stay connected to the ones you love by making beautiful prints and photo books and wall art from all your favorite photos taken during your time spent at home. Go to Walmart. Get you some good stuff. Angel, what's the rest of the day you're out recruiting? Is it weird to talk to people during coronavirus? Um, you know what? It's, I mean, no, it's not. It's a little easier because they're not super busy or involved in something. I feel like they're at home so they can talk easier than if they were at work. So okay. it's a little easier. Well, I appreciate your call. Congratulations. Hope you feel better soon. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, all right? Okay, thank you. All right, stand hold. Don't forget iHeart Country Festival on Friday, presented by Capital One. Dirks, Kane Brown, Sam Hunt, Kelsey Ballerini. It's going to be crazy. Live by live. LiveXLive.com. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So this family was traveling with their mom's ashes, and they were going through airports. The luggage that was holding the ashes was scanned through the American Airlines luggage thing so they know it arrived at the airport but then when it went through the conveyor belt somebody else picked it up and took it either by mistake or stole it Mm. and the family is now putting out a reward saying hey we got ashes in there and there's a death certificate inside so we're offering a hundred dollars to anybody that can return this oh it went missing at the ohio airport the Ohio airport. There's only one airport in Ohio? <laughs> Cleveland. Okay. Okay. Because there's a couple of big cities in it, Ohio. America's airport. Wait, which one? Yeah, that stinks. Cleveland airport. I, I would hope that was a generic bag that someone actually I know. accidentally grabbed. Yeah. One time on this show, a listener had their car busted into. Maybe it was one of Lunchbox's friends. We can ask him later. We'll have him on the phone later. But they had their car busted into and their dad's ashes were stolen. Downtown, yeah. And we got on the air and we're like, hey! We know you didn't mean to steal the ashes. Just bring it back. No one will ask a question. They brought somebody brought it back. Oh, that's cool. Huh. That's how in my mind that story ended. Yeah, we, I don't know if they got. Did they get them back? In my mind, they did. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, in my mind, well, they did. And what would be awesome is if this family could get the ashes back too. Yeah. I mean, 
That's so terrible to have that happen. If you know anything about some ashes and some luggage, call Unsolved un- Mysteries. <laughs> That's a season call- two's up, by the way. Is it Mysteries. really? Yeah, yes. It is. Call 877-77-BOBBY. Okay. Okay. So I have, speaking of airports, I have different things, including travel, that we're going to be doing differently this year during Thanksgiving and Christmas. First of all, many people are going to be driving to a destination instead of flying if they even do leave. But tons of people are just going to skip traveling altogether. We're for sure reducing the number of people we invite over, which is smart, going to fewer parties, buying fewer gifts, doing church at home. And some people are just straight up ditching everything and not even putting up decorations. (laughs) We're driving and we're doing it way small. We have a two-tiered plan for Thanksgiving. We're going here to Arkansas, five and a half hours to our cabin in Arkansas. It'll just be me and Caitlin and my sister and their two kids. Fun. So that's that. Then we're continuing the drive over to Oklahoma. And then it, that's a very small thing for her family. And so, and I think there are four or five people there. I think it's unrealistic to say don't have Thanksgiving with your family. But I think it is realistic to go, hey, let's not be extra with it. Mm-hmm. Let's really try to keep our units as slow as... Cause if you, it's, it's a tough thing to be able to tell people, hey, don't have your holidays. I know. It's hard. It's like And I'm not going to do that. But, I mean, I'm not going to tell anyone that. Yeah. I was thinking of our Thanksgiving last year when you were at my house and we had 23 people mm-hmm. around one table and it was so awesome. The good awesome. old days. Oh, I wish we could do that again. So, we talked about Miranda Lambert's husband last week because she featured him you on- You did. And no, you, no. You we were brought goo, it. Goo, goo, no. over his abs. You okay, well, I'm And just, I've thought about it every day since. Okay. Well, in case people didn't know- he he has not been on Instagram, but now he's officially joined. So you can follow him if you want to. Brendan J. McLaughlin. I'm running from that Instagram account. His bio <laughs> reads, City Goes Country. Oh, nice. <laughs> Makes me feel like I'm just not manly. <laughs> oh, and speaking of Instagram, did you see Reba posted a picture of her with her boyfriend? And in the caption, she put, uh, she referred to him as her sugar tot. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a nickname for Caitlin? Yet, mm. I know you've said before you haven't, but it has one I'm not come a around. Bunny bunny. I'm not a big nickname guy. Try Sugar Tot. No, I'm not going to steal someone else's. Reba will sue me. <laughs> All right, that's it. All right, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this little four-year-old named Pippa, she had a bad dream that some kids weren't going to be able to get Christmas presents, and she did not like that nightmare. She described it as a nightmare. So she got with her parents and now they're helping her and they have put a challenge out to create 200 care packages for kids who might not otherwise get gifts this year. And I just love that she's using her dream and it's inspired her to do some good. Here's the thing. I hate people talking about dreams. But this is a good one. However, this is what I'm talking about. If you guys bring in dreams when you're riding a pink dinosaur to fairyland, (laughs) but it it makes you do something nice, Mm -hmm. you're free to bring them in. Okay. Okay. (laughs) There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Is your son still going to be Superman for Halloween? Nope. Now he's going to be Spider-Man. Really? Yeah. I thought you bought him a Superman costume to wear. He, and he could wear it from now until then. I did. But now he wants to go Spider-Man. And honestly, we're wearing super uh, superhero costumes almost every day. So I'm having to wash that Superman one all the time. So I thought, okay, fine. We'll just, I'll order it on Amazon for $15. We'll add it to the mix and he can choose. But now he's all about being Spider-Man because Spider-Man wears gloves and on Halloween he's cold and he needs gloves. 
Pretty practical thinking. <laughs> yeah. Is that why he wanted to do it? That's what he told me. Are That's you cool. watching any Spider-Man movies now that made him want to do that? Uh, yeah, he watches Spider-Man. Yes, there's some little cartoon thing you watch, and then he loves that song. Eh, eh, eh. Sunshower. Yeah. Oh, Sunflower. Sunflower from Yeah, Pokemon. from yeah. the Spider-Man movie thing. Yeah. So he's just, he's, when Aunt Alexa plays that for him, he sees the video. So, yeah, I mean, we're all about any superhero. Eddie, your kid's going as anything? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, man. They're all superheroes, and, like, I- I'm over it. I'm over the superheroes. Like, it's Halloween. Let's get scary. But then the foster people came and told me they can't. we can't do scary stuff. Really? And, yeah, and I've been waiting for a long time for my 12-year-old and my 7-year-old to be, like, something scary. But it makes sense. He, he You know, one of them has a little history with the— with the bad movies that they used to watch, and he has you know a little uh, trauma because of that. So I get it, but man, the the dad inside of me is like, I'm ready for like Freddy Krueger or like somebody with their head chopped off. I never thought that would be a yeah, it's thing a thing. Foster kids, you have to think about it, and uh, it, I mean, I think he'll be ready at some point, but we're just not there right now. All right, let's go over to Amy and get in the morning corny here. The morning corny. So what Halloween candy is never on time for a party? What Halloween candy is never on time for a party? Chocolate. (laughs) That was the morning corny. Ray's wedding is Saturday. I'm excited. I can't imagine how excited you are. Oh, I'm excited, baby. What else do you think I'm going to be? <laughs> That's the only thing you really can be. You can't be scared. There's so much going into this. I mean, it's your entire future all squeezed into one day. I'm ready, baby. When you go to sleep at night, are you thinking about it? No, I'm not, honestly. I'm just thinking about going to bed. I The good thing about this job is, <laughs> and I've told my fiance that, there's really little else to think about during the course of the work week. I mean, on Friday night, Saturday, yes, I will be nonstop thinking about it, but this week's a breeze. I think he's really pumped because we've been talking about it a lot, like after the show. And, and we, we were talking about the reception. He was asking, he's like, how does the whole speech thing work? Like, who's going to say the speech? And I said, I think usually the best, the best man, man does. Yeah. And then the maid of honor or maybe a, a parent, like maybe your dad. And the then, dad's usually rehearsal dinner. Is that right? Yes. Rehearsal dinner, if you have one. Yes. The best man and maid or matron of honor yeah. at the reception. Yeah. But, well, I was thinking you're not the best man, but, I mean, you are a public speaker. I mean, I'm thinking, and I even asked Ray, I'm like, you think Bones is going to, like, speak at your wedding? No. Why not? Because I'm a, first of all, he didn't ask me to. Secondly. That's a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, you you're not going to bang the glass and, like, all right, I got Never. something special to say. Never. That is just not who I am outside of this room. <laughs> I'm just trying Unless to be you're a, asked. Yeah, oh yeah, if I'm asked, it goes to performance mode. But I'm just trying to be a wallflower 99% of my life. Okay. So no, Ray hasn't asked me. Is your best man speaking? I haven't really talked to him about it. I'm sure he'll think of something on the spot. That's just how he's a businessman and entrepreneur. I'm sure he'll put something together. We were told don't you need to put a rule on your speaker, don't give them over three minutes. Because sometimes people get up there and they've had a little to drink and they just, you know, in that one time in second grade. Oh, boy. Do you remember that, Ray? <laughs> like that starts to happen? Well, he won't go back there to second because we only started college together. So he's only got a frame of 10 years that he's got to cover. Will Tinder, the dating app, the, the bet is. Be mentioned? Oh, over 1.5 times. Oh. Over. Because that's where he met his, yeah. his girl. Yeah, that'd be funny if he does bring it up. I would like that because the story is Billy actually tendered with my fiance before I even started dating my <laughs> Your fiance. Best man. <laughs> Your best man matched with her, and that's how you yeah. met her. That's crazy. That's hilarious. 
Well, well, the parents even understand tender. I don't even know, so I don't know if it will be need, need to be covered that much. About a half hour out from hearing from Lunchbox, who spent the night in that house where eight people were murdered. We don't know how it ended. The first time we're going to talk to him is when you guys will get to hear it in about a half an hour, so hang out for that. Yesterday, I voted. Oh, good job. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yay. It took me about an hour. Really? Mm-hmm. I got there, and I saw the line wrapped all the way around, and it was really the only afternoon that I had that much time to go and hang out. So I said, I'm just going to commit to it. And I went, and everybody stayed a safe distance apart, and you get up to the front, and they ask you some questions about COVID. Um, some places, they'll temperature check you, passed it all, went in. Uh, you give them your driver's license, but with early voting, you can go to a bunch of different places to vote. It's a little different than election day. You can go to a few different places. And so I give them my driver's license, and they give you a, a blank paper ballot. Have you guys had this happen to you yet? Mm-mm. I haven't so voted yet. They give you a bl- This is the first time I ever got the long paper blank ballot. And so you put it in the computer. You do your choice. There were eight people up for president. I haven't even heard of some of them. How did they even get on the ballot? Oh, wow, that's crazy. How in the And you have to look at every one of them because in different places, different people are at the top. Like I saw one guy who was upset because when he went to his ballot, the only person on the front page was Donald Trump. And he said, wait, this isn't fair. But then other people, like mine, for example, Biden was at the top and Trump wasn't there. Mm. So everywhere is different. I don't know. I think every voting station probably puts them in different. But then you have to scroll through and see every single one of them before it allows you to make your vote. Okay. Kanye was on there, obviously. (laughs) But I didn't know who like four of them were. I never even heard of them. So I voted, you take, and it goes, prints out on the paper, you put it in the ballot box, it sucks it in, it's got a little code on it. Then you walk out, got my I voted sticker. Yeah. (laughs) And I haven't put it on yet. It's still sitting in my wallet. But did you know this is a source of contention? People are, are, with the I voted sticker, are still fighting about who actually created the I voted sticker. Oh, A lot of people claim it. So the Phoenix Realtors Association claims to have dreamed up the I voted sticker. The reason why this has caught on is because back in the day, 20 years ago, when this sticker launches, you would wear it and get free stuff at businesses because you voted. Ah. So you go, you get your sticker, you walk around, you get a discount or you get something free, which is illegal, by the way. You can't really <laughs> give somebody something free for voting. But then it turned into pride and doing your civic duty of voting. But that's why it started is because you wear your sticker, you go to Chili's, get you a free skillet queso. <laughs> that's cool. So I do have my sticker. It's in my wallet. And it's, it's always a, a pride thing for me when I finish. You go, all right, I did my, did my job. I'm in. Have you voted? You haven't voted yet. I have not yet. No. You're going to do early? You're going to do day of? We're going to do early. It's, it's going to be easier, honestly. Yeah. I think that's the plan for my husband. We were already looking at locations, but he had some work stuff, so we'll do it when he gets back. Did that yesterday and started episode one of Succession. And? We only, here's the thing about Kaylin. She falls asleep immediately when we watch a show at night. Because <laughs> we turn it on in bed. And she was like, Amy says Succession is like Yellowstone, but in New York. She lives and dies by your reviews. And so I said, okay, well, let's watch it. Amy and Lunchbox both say it's good. So we turn on Succession. About 15 minutes into it, we had this little thing where she'll sleep on my shoulder so I can't see her face. And so I'll tap her on the back twice. And if she's awake, she'll tap back. That way I don't have to be like, are you awake? Uh I'll just go. And if she feels it and she'll go, well, I tapped at her. I went tap, tap. Nothing. Nothing. We're only 13 minutes into the first episode. <laughs> tap, tap, nothing. I said, are you asleep? She goes, no, no. So I just tapped you. She goes, 
You did. And then she starts, I think I do it too. We don't see ourselves doing it, but she starts twitching around when she's falling asleep. It's like her body goes, because I do, I feel myself twitching sometimes. Yeah. And she'd already twitched a couple times. And I was like, okay, you're asleep. So we stopped at 15 minutes in. So we're going to get back on. Hopefully get another quarter hour out of it tonight. <laughs> but she Good. falls asleep quick, man. Amy's podcast, Four Things with Amy Brown. She has an episode up where the fifth thing is right now, but you're doing a pumpkin cookie recipe. Oh, yeah. It's the easiest recipe ever. Like if you need a fall treat that takes two seconds oh, to I make. I need a fall treat so bad. <laughs> yeah. And it's only a couple of ingredients. And then it's just so simple. And it's a way to, I don't know bring the season into your home really quickly. Check out Four Things with Amy Brown. Her midweek episode called The Fifth Thing is a pumpkin cookie recipe, her psychic cousin, a melatonin recommendation. All that is up there. I told you guys I was over on the B-Teamer Facebook page. If you listen to the show, we consider you part of the B-Team. And I saw a picture of Donna, and she had a Nevada license plate. And so we, we got her, though. Hey, Donna, are you here? Yes. So I saw your picture on Facebook, and your license plate said what? B-teamer. B-teamer. And I was like, oh, are you kidding me? This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. So we tracked her down. She's on the show now. So what did you tell the people at the license plate office? Did you? They didn't question well, you about that? Not at all. Actually, I did it um, online because I did it during the quarantine when everything was shut down. I went a little quarantine crazy. I bought a car, and then I thought, okay, I got the car, and now I'm going to get my B-teamer license. <laughs> if you're buying a car during quarantine, you're, you're, that's pretty quarantine crazy. Um, and it's a red it's a red car? No, oh. no of course. Yeah, red Honda. Yep. Well, what would, what, what would motivate you? What would inspire you to put B-teamer on your license plate? Well, I, I absolutely love the show. I've listened to the show for years, and I... I have, I'm a grandmother raising a 16-year-old. I have total respect for your grandmother and how well you've turned down. And I've always thought, you know, if I could do a good a job with my grandson as your grandmother with you, I would be truly blessed. And um, your, the kindness, the whole show, everybody that's on the, the team, the, you know, everybody. And the teamers, amazing. I've been reading all of my responses that were on the web, you know, the Facebook page, and just the B teamers. What a what a group of great people! Well, it's, it's all, you know, you are amazing. I appreciate all that you're saying about me and my grandmother. And you know, my grandmother was my mom for a lot of my life, and even officially, my mom. She adopted me for for a while too. So, you know, for you to say that and say that 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 is a an inspiration to you makes me feel really good because my grandmother worked so hard to make sure that I always felt loved, and I definitely did. And I bet you that. You know that 16-year-old kid that you're raising, your grandson, granddaughter, is it grandson or granddaughter? Son. Your grandson, I bet he feels so loved too. Um, so, well, let me just say to you that I appreciate what you're doing for him. As just someone who has experienced that and was lucky enough to have a grandma that loved me, you know, thank you for doing what you're doing. Oh, you are so welcome. I wouldn't have it any other way. I've had him since he was born, so... And she's That's got B-Teamer on her license plate. If yeah. you see this car and you're in Nevada or wherever and you see B-Teamer, give her a friendly wave or maybe a dollar or, you know, I don't know. Just give her something. Do something nice for her. Well, Donna, I really appreciate that. And, and you know, that, that means a lot to me that you'd even write that on, the, on your license plate. And so thank you. I just wanted to call and tell you that in person. I am so glad and congratulations to you and Caitlin. I'm so excited for you guys. I can't wait for wedding photos. <laughs> yeah, which by the way, Donna, do you know wedding photos are expensive? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I it's been a long time since I did those. 
but um, yeah, they are expensive. And I'm holding off any wedding talk until I have to raise wedding this week because this is his his big week. So I'm holding, but I got a stack of things to talk about a mile long. <laughs> as soon as Ray, I'm gonna hold on. This is about Ray Mundo. <laughs> hey, Don, anything you want to say to Ray? He's about to get married. Oh my God! Congratulations, Ray. And again, I want to can't wait for your photos too. This is going to be amazing. All of you and Mike D. Everybody, what happened there? Everybody just they're going for it. We we're going for it. That's mm-hmm. right. All right. Thank I you, Donna. Have a great morning. We appreciate your time, and hopefully, I'll talk to you again soon. Okay. Oh, God, I'm such a joy to talk to you. All right, bye, Donna. Okay, okay. bye-bye, Bobby. There she is, Donna, who bye. lives who Love lives it. in Nevada and who has B-team, then the letter R, B-teamer. Pretty cool. On her license plate. And everybody on the B-team that listens to this show, we know that we can go away tomorrow, we'll be fine. Everybody be fine. We get it. We are, but if we can encourage folks to create a community that is promoting positivity, not just within each other, but outwardly, like, that's our whole goal. So we just appreciate that so much. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Ooh, scary moment for a young family in New Jersey when their five-week-old son started choking. And the mom starts doing CPR and notices, oh my gosh, my baby's turning blue. Like, this is not good. They call 911. And, I mean, the officer responded so quick. Guys, there's no time when something like this happens. Officer got there right on time, slapped the baby's back. Some some goo came out of the baby's mouth, started breathing again, and they were so thankful. Wow. I mean, I, I just, this has happened to us before where, like, they just notice they're choking. You know, it's like the baby, there's something not right, and they're choking. And really, dude, there's no time for this. And the fact that the officer responded so quickly to save that baby's life, pretty amazing. That's cool. Good for him. Man, good for the family. Good for everybody. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Well, it's time to find out. We have Lunchbox on the phone right now. He spent the night last night in the murder house in Iowa. Let's bring him on now. Lunchbox, good morning. I'm alive. I am alive. Oh, my God. God. <sighs> so you drove all day to get there yesterday. What happens right when you get to that murder house in Iowa? I mean, we go live on Facebook. The dude hands us the keys and he tells us, hey, you know what I mean? Just have at it. You know, these are the things that can happen. You never know. Just be open to it. And he goes, see you in the morning. And he leaves. Did he, <gasps> he kind of look like Lurch from Adam's family or like some big scary guy? No, he looked... I would say kind of like uh, a skinnier version of Zach from Zach Brown Band. Like he had the same beard, <laughs> same kind of look. Zach Brown. <laughs> okay. So you walk into the house where 12, eight people have been murdered back in 1912. You walk into the house, oh. and what's the house like inside? I mean, it is just eerie because there's no electricity, so it's dark. So it's just dark in there. And you walk in, and you're in the kitchen. So you got the little stove over there, the little kitchen table, and like an old ice box, and you're just and it's old wood floors, and everything creaks. And uh, could you uh, feel any sort of spirit when you walked into the house? Not immediately. No, you don't feel it right when you walk in. It's not like it hits you. You, I think they want you to get comfortable before anything happens. They want you to not run out of the house immediately, I guess. They want you to feel welcome, or they want you to be like, yeah, yeah, come on in, you're safe. And then later they start you know, doing whatever they do. So when you guys get there and there's nothing to do in there, I mean, you can't play PlayStation. So what time do you get there and what do you do for the first couple hours? 
Uh, we got there at 6.30 p.m., and we, I mean, we went Facebook Live at 7. We're on there for 45 minutes, and then we went back out. Like, we got done with that. We're like, all right, let's just chill. We sat in the living room, and we just kind of talked. Like, what are we expecting? What are we going to do? What do we do? We were going over scenarios. If this happens, what do we do? If this happens, what do we do? And, like, we were talking about, are we going to sleep in the beds, and are we going to... You know, sleep in the attic where they, they believe the murderer hid all day because they found cigarette butts in the attic. Wow. Oh, what? I did see. I yeah, was watching so, your uh, Facebook Live last night, and you were just staring at some balls. Well, he said that if you, like, roll the balls or if you say, hey, do you want to play with the ball, they'll roll them to you. So I was trying to roll the ball, and then I tried to leave the ball there to see if it would roll. they would roll it back to me, and... You know, that didn't work. It was like, okay, maybe they're not wanting to play ball. Did You know what I'm saying? Were there uh, stories about each of the people that were murdered in the house? Yes. They had little, like, plaques in each room saying, this person age 8, this person wow. age 11 were in this bed. Oh. And then the mom and dad were in this bed. The, these two kids were in this bed. It was just like, oh, my gosh. Lunchbox oh. is on the phone with us right now. He's in the car driving back. But he spent the night last night in the house. Where in 1912, eight people were murdered. No electricity. Did you sleep in the bed or did you go sleeping bag? Sleeping bag. I, I tried. I did lay in the beds. Like I laid there and I just wanted to see if I could what do you, what would be visited by their spirits, I guess you call it. And I am not joking. I was in the upstairs bed and I laid my head on one pillow. And I'm not joking. The pillow next to me had an indention. And I, 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 that, I was out of the bed. Ah! No more bed for me. Did it have an indention already in it before you laid down? <laughs> Not that I remember. Okay, I but there's a chance you didn't look at it. There is a chance I didn't look at it, but the I was out of that bed in about point two three seconds because I was like, no, and I ran down the stairs, and that was the last of that room. That was it. I wasn't going back. At what point in the night did you start to get sleepy? Uh, I mean, by 2 a.m.? I get sleepy because you, the adrenaline starts wearing off. You're starting to come down a little bit, starting to feel more comfortable. And then you, here, here, you want to know what happened to us that, that really just set it over the edge? Yes. Yeah, you want to yeah. know? That's why yeah, we're yeah, here. We yeah, do. we want to know. <laughs> okay. It's like 2.30 in the morning and a car drives by and they stop. They reverse, stop in the middle of the intersection, turn off their lights and sit there. Then they pull up and park right outside the house with all their lights off, and they just sit in the car. Two people, they're not on their phones, they're just sitting there. And I'm like, is this relatives of the people that were killed in this house? Like, what is going on? Or and is it listeners of the show mm-hmm. that knew you were in the exactly. house? Exactly. They sat, they sat there for 20 minutes. They weren't taking pictures. They weren't, like, lit up by their phones. They were just sitting in the freaking dark. Not cool. But Did- what's scary about that? What's scary about that? I don't know what their intentions are. I'm already in here dealing with spirits. Now i got to deal with the people on the outside. i got people on the inside and the outside trying to get me. Not cool. Oh. Did you feel, let's get to the million-dollar question here, did you feel like there were spirits in that house? Absolutely. 100%. What made you feel that okay. way, other than people telling you that it's happened to them? No. I was sitting there. I did the, the, the uh, chair challenge, which the guy told me about. It's where you take a chair, 
and you sit with your back right at the opening of the attic where the killer was hiding, and you just face forward, and you sit there for 20 minutes in the dark. Just sit there. Just sit there. And I mean, I am not joking. Something banged. Something banged, and I freaked out, and I said, did you guys hear that? And the people on Facebook Live heard it, and then they said, ask them to do it again. I said, will you do it again? And whoever was there did it a freaking again. He's using the word freaking a lot. Yeah, but he is. He is. <laughs> are you sure it was no one that was secretly in the house? Or yeah. it wasn't those people in the car? There, out? No, there wasn't anybody in the house. But like, they have a, or a remote control automated, like, okay, make that noise again. No, that guy told me, he said, listen, I said, well, you're not going to come around and mess with us, right? He goes, no, man. Like, I want you to experience it. I've been through it. I've been in this house hundreds of times, spent the night. And I've experienced it all. There's so many things that go on. He goes, you'll have your own experiences. I'm not even going to tell you what to expect because everybody has different experiences. There is no remote control. There was no, uh, it, was, it was a bang and I heard it and I, it, there's spirits in that house. We're going to come back. In the freaking house. In, in the freaking, freaking house. We're going to yeah. come back with Lunchbox in a few minutes because we have audio. We're going to play some of it, read you some Facebook comments. Now we're getting to the nitty gritty. Okay. To what he thinks happened to him. Oh. Is your cousin still in the car with you? He is still in the car with me, and he is he's on edge. Okay, we may talk to him, too. Yeah, I would like to hear somebody else. Lunchbox and his cousin driving back from the murder house. We'll talk to them in just a little bit. We'll, we'll check back in in, like, five minutes or so. All right. Let's do Morgan Wallen chasing you. Do we believe there's a ghost in there? Ah, uh, no, not no. a chance. I no need way. to hear another segment <laughs> with him. Here's a voicemail we got last night. After she was watching Lunchbox's Facebook Live at the murder house. I have been having nightmares all night. I watch LB's Facebook Live and I keep having nightmares. I cannot wait to hear an update. I have to be at work in a few hours and I have to get my kids ready for virtual learning. And instead of trying to sleep some more, I'm checking my phone again to check on LB. Well, he made it out alive. We just talked to him. We'll talk to him again in the next segment. I have some audio I'm going to play from last night. We'll talk to his cousin that was there. I'll also do my big story of the day and take your calls. 877-77-BOBBY. Back next. We will check back in with Lunchbox in about two minutes. Now let's do the big story. Bobby's Big Story. Have you heard about the Phil Collins situation? I haven't. Okay, here's a little Phil Collins for you. This is In the Air Tonight. This story is wild. So the Miami Herald has went through a bunch of court documents. There's an injunction against his ex-wife. Her name is Orianne Seavey. Listen to this. According to a lawsuit filed last week, Phil Collins is suing her for armed occupation and takeover of their $33 million home that he bought in 2016 and owns 100% of. It also claims that she changed the entry codes for the alarms, turned away real estate agents who've wanted to show the place, and hired armed security guards to protect the place. Oh. This is bonkers. This is his ex-wife, For you said? Real? So it, it, it was a little story here, too. Okay. So, also, she broke up with him via text in August and then went off and got um, with a musician friend. Uh, despite the fact that they're so over, she still wants to live in the $33 million mansion. They met in 1994 when he was on tour in Switzerland. She was 21. He was 44. They got engaged, got married in 1999, had two kids, split up in 2006. She got a $46.7 million settlement in 2006 okay. when they split. 
10 years later, the couple said, hey, we're back together. Mm. Living with the kids, it all seemed like it was going pretty well. Then in August, she broke up with them again via text, which is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> At that stage, you need more than a text. Listen, I was the king of ghosting for a few years of my life. <laughs> and even I'm here going, you need to do a little more than a text at that point. You have kids, for Pete's sake. Said, hey, she's going to Vegas. She was marrying a businessman, musician, uh, 15 years younger than her. The new couple are threatening, and they're going to stay there, and they're going to use force. An injunction is ur- urgently needed to get an armed occupation ended there. Hey, what a mess. They hired security to protect the house. Oh. One last thing. In the complaint... Phil Collins is also concerned about his memorabilia in the house. It's his house, including multiple awards and instruments. He believes there is a substantial risk that she or her new husband will remove, conceal, or destroy valuable and irreplaceable personal property. Oh, my. This is a real situation here. Yeah. Send in the National Guard. (laughs) (laughs) We got to go full Waco on this place. Yeah, what in the world? It's not right. And that's somebody who is extremely... Fortunate, rich, has all the resources, and still can't get in his own house. Yeah. Because she hired security. Is that squatting? Is she squatting? Yeah, but then don't squatters ultimately end up winning? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Once when I moved out of my condo because it had flooded and they had started rebuilding it back with insurance, we thought a squatter had was squatting in it. Remember when we sent lunchbox to the ceiling? Oh, that's (laughs) right. To find out there was a squatter there? (laughs) Yeah. There wasn't, but I thought there was about a 50% chance there was a squatter there. All right, that's your big story. Bobby's Big Story. On the phone with us right now, Lunchbox, who is near Kansas City right now in his car. He spent the night in the murder house in Iowa last night where eight people were murdered in 1912. He said when you walked in different rooms, there were different plaques up of the people that were murdered. A really eerie situation. Now, you say without a doubt you felt spirits in that house, right, Lunchbox? Yes. What I was the find it any other way. What was the scariest part of the night for you? Uh, let's say. Five, 5.15 in the morning, laying down on the living room floor, and I don't. the closet door upstairs slammed. And that was it. I was done. That's when we hit the road. That's when I was out. I was out. So you felt, you heard, you saw the closet door slam. No, no, no. Just heard it. I'm downstairs. There's no one else. There's, there's no one else in the house. Like, there's no other. Who could it have been? It had to be the spirit slamming the closet door. Not, it was closed when I was there, and it, boom, tell me what else it could have been. No chance. That's when feet don't fail me now, as Bobby says, in the car, let's get the heck out of here. Well, it could have been a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Air pressure. Something Seasons fell. are changing. Yeah. Do you feel like there's any chance a spirit grabbed onto your shirt and is still with you right now? No. Because before I left, when I was getting out of the house, I did stop and tell them to please stay there. <laughs> did okay. you have a conversation? Did you go through the checklist that I gave you when you got to the house? I did. I did. I did the whole checklist. I And I didn't do it all right when I got there. Like, I waited. Like, I didn't want to just get done with all the things. I, I waited to do Candyman. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, I wanted to make sure it was nighttime and they were, you know, they knew that I wasn't going anywhere and I was going to be there. That I wasn't just coming in, you know, dine and dash. Here is last night during Lunchbox's Facebook Live. He did two rounds. The first time he did it at 7 Central where he showed the home. The second one is where things got creepy, they say. He was told by the tour guide of the chair challenge where you're supposed to sit in a chair with your back facing the attic. The tour guide said that most people don't last the full 20 minutes. And so this is audio of what? Of it, of the bang or just him talking? 
This no, this is where I heard the first time. Okay, here we go. What was that? Did you guys hear that? What the what was that? That was it. That's what I heard. Okay, let's hear it again. Just that clip. That that's it right there. That's loud. Yeah. That's it. And what did you think I, that was? When I was I don't know. That's what I'm saying. That's when I was sitting in the chair, and I didn't know if I just made that noise up in my head or if they could hear it on Facebook Live, too, but they heard it on Facebook Live, and then someone said, ask them to do it again. And so I did, and that was the second time. That was the second time I said, hey, do that again if you're here, and boom, that's what happened. Yeah, don't tell me. So, I mean, uh-uh. Like, if they're doing things on command, don't tell me there's not spirits in there. It's easy. Yeah, I, you guys are real tough, Eddie. Oh, no, they didn't have a spirit from 700 miles away. Real funny. <laughs> hey, Mike, are these all clips we have? No, that was just his cat. Okay, did you do the Ghostbusters thing? Yes, I mean, I'm bringing all that tomorrow. I oh, mean, okay. I, I got it all. It's a tease. It He's teasing so me. Nice. And, I, and listen, and the guy told me, just take random pictures because when you look at them back, you may see things that you had no idea were there. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, the other day, my 11-year-old daughter was in here, and she just set her phone up to film a little bit and saw something go through. I'm telling you. On Facebook last night, a couple comments from Gummy Sig. I grew up with a family ghost back in Iceland. He's telling me you were not alone in there. There are three people other than the two living folks in the house right now. Oh. Guests. Yeah. So, like, all ghosts <laughs> all over the world communicate? Yes, so. They probably have Instant Messenger. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Landers... Katriana said, someone is behind you and has been this entire time. What? That's creepy. Rainy Damon says, my husband can see and talk to spirits. He's been watching with me and said, a kid is sitting beside you. Another kid on the floor. They are with you. What? Do you think some people can see them? That's an interesting question. Do I, I, there is no way I could possibly know if someone can see a spirit as a People you can't have, prove that. People have gifts that I don't understand. Have I ever met anyone that I believe can? No. But would I absolutely rule out that people can see things that others can't? Of course not. I don't know they can't. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's why I'm asking. I, I, I would bet, if you're like, here's 100 bucks, bet on either side, and then we'll tell you the real truth, I would mm. bet no. However, I can't prove it. And I'm never going to be someone who speaks definitive about things that aren't. So... I mean, I don't believe Facebook guy, but still. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you think that sound was, though? A door. I, I, I don't know. Oh, oh. It sounded like a cabinet. Hey, Lunchbox, maybe. can I talk to your cousin who's in the car with you? Yeah, yeah. Can I put it on speaker? He's driving. Is that going to be okay? That'll be okay. All right. Say hello. hello An- Andrew. Yes. Do you think there were ghosts in that house? There was something. I didn't like any of that. No, I'm serious, though. If it... Again, if someone held a gun to your head and said, are there ghosts? If you say the wrong answer, you're going <laughs> to... What would you say? Yes. Why? There were just too many noises and too much going on that was like... I think we were freaking each other out a little bit, but there was just too much unexplained over the night. I didn't like that. Lunchbox said you guys played Underwear Tickle in the middle of the night. <laughs> did- <laughs> he did not say that. <laughs> No, we didn't play that. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. It wasn't on the list. What? It wasn't on the checklist. Oh. So. oh. <laughs> Andrew, do you believe in ghosts or spirits and that they haunt things? Did you ha- did you believe in it before you did the uh, trip on Lunchbox? 
Uh, I would say I respect that it's a, it was a possibility, but that I wasn't really planning on having an experience. So you two both, to a man, will say that there are ghosts in that house and you believe that house is haunted. Yes, for sure. Lunchbox? Yes, for sure. And I don't, you know, I, I don't know if haunted is the right word, but there are ghosts that live in that house. The spirits live there. I don't know if that means haunted or what, but there's something in there, and, it, and it, it, they, they move around, and they do things, and they, uh-uh. I'm told what we have for audio tomorrow is real good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he introduces himself to the spirits. He sings Ghostbusters and see if they'll say it back. Like, who are you going to call? <laughs> so they could respond. Yeah, he does a ghost joke to see if we hear ghost laughter. Oh. And sometimes you don't even know until you hear it back. Wow. Yeah. It's like taking pictures. Yeah. I made that up, but that was, that's oh, fun. I was that's like, fun. yeah. No, no, no. That's, that's fun, yeah. It Bobby, works in audio, too. Bobby, that's true. That's true. You, sometimes he said, you'll play back audio, and you won't, you'll hear things that you did not hear the first time. Like, there'll be things in there that you'll have no idea even happened until you hear it back. Okay. Hey, I'm super pumped you went. I think this has been a fantastic segment that took three months. I think we, if you can milk something... <laughs> Holy mother, this is a dairy farm. We yeah. just milk the crap out of this. So, I first of all, Lunchbox, yeah. you, you get our, our approval. That was fantastic. When you come back, just as a, 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 no, a, a gift to you and your wife, as a way for me to say thank you, I'm going to send you guys to a very nice dinner because I think you deserve it after this. And we can't wait to see your beautiful face tomorrow morning. Oh, my gosh. I'm just glad that my face is still alive. Like, I'm, I'm just really glad I'm going to see your faces again. Halfway through the night, I was starting to worry that things were going wrong. And, I mean, and, and here's something we probably did that was probably dumb. You want to hear something we did that was pretty dumb? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yes. We played, the, the U.S. Opoly gave us the, the new, new Trivial Pursuits, a horror edition, and we played it in the house. <laughs> that may have been poking the spirits a little bit. <laughs> what was that game like? Uh, it was all, like, trivia about horror movies. Hmm. That does seem like it would mess with my head. Uh, just, but uh. just putting ideas, like seeds in your brain, of course, some of them are going to sprout. Yeah, that was probably a pretty terrible idea. Is that game yeah. pretty scary? Yeah, it's pretty scary. I mean, it's all about scary movies. So if you love scary movies or you like to be freaked out, it's a fun game. What's it and called? And we left it. We left one. We, we, left, we left the game in the house so the kids could play. Oh. What's <laughs> it called? It's called USA Opoly. It's a Trivial Pursuit Horror Edition. Okay. Oh, cool. Oh, so, yeah, that was, I'm sure they appreciate that you left them a sure. game to play. The U.S. Opel people want their game back. I just got told. <laughs> They're going to need you to go back. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, they can go on up. It'll be there. <laughs> All right, there he is. One more time for Lunchbox, everybody, who spent the night in the murder house and will bring us back. I'm going to let him take the first part of the morning or some of the morning off tomorrow, but he's going to come in, and then I'm going to, uh, we're, we're going to play this audio when he comes in, okay? Awesome. All right, we'll see you tomorrow, Lunchbox. All right, bye. All right, there he is, our guy, spending the night in Iowa. I'm sp- didn't he think there are going to be so many listeners outside? Yes, yes. I mean, he still thinks maybe that car that pulled up was a listener yeah, creeping up on him. Could have been anybody. <laughs> Anyone. Could have been like maybe they people got out. He never saw them got out, and he just thought they're sitting in this car. Well, I was driving to work this morning. Got a speeding ticket. Oh, no. no. I I haven't had a speeding ticket in 15, 20 years. I don't speed. Oh, well, I guess you knew. How fast were you going? Well, here's what happened. I was driving to work (laughs) on the interstate. Apparently, there's about a three-mile stretch of that that goes 75, 55, back to 75. That's right. It does. I got pulled over doing 75. On a 55? Which all I, Eddie had no idea. (laughs) 
<laughs> I drive it every morning. Yeah, I you know right where slammer. you got it. Because same thing. I, I know right where you got it because I saw someone getting a ticket yesterday. And oh, I thought, yeah. I had no idea. I look and I see Me it's 55. Either. And I was going 80. Uh, Citizens arrest. Yeah. And you. Well, no, but I was, I thought it was 75. Me too. And I don't ever even on 70 go over 75. Wow. Yeah. I haven't had a ticket maybe 20 years. Right and there. they've been out this week too in that Yeah, spot. they have. Got nailed with right one. Right there by that Cracker Barrel a bit. That's right. <sighs> so I have a, a 75 and a 55. Didn't even know it was 55. I don't speed. What'd you say? Is that what you said? Officer, I didn't know. They don't give a crap. They don't. They really don't. I was just trying to get him about, let him go deal with bigger problems. Oh. He was like, where are you going? And it's early in the morning. I was like, to work? He's like, let me give you a ticket. All right. And good by him. He did it quick, gave me a ticket, and sent me on my way. But my insurance was six months expired. And my thing, oh, and he was boy. like, hey, your insurance just expired. Like, take a screenshot of it and send it to you or something. What's so, happened to you, man? You're such Speeding, a rebel. insurance ex- expired. Bad boy. Who are you? It's expired during Corona. <laughs> I, I think we should probably give me a little grace on that <laughs> you're one. You're right. You're right. But I do need to get it updated. I just don't. I, I'm embarrassed because I never speed. Did you say that to him? No. I, he doesn't <laughs> give a crap. He wasn't in the mood for me. You didn't try to cry? No. He wasn't in the. And I had a mask on, uh-huh. so any emotion that I was showing him my mouth because I did sometimes I pout my mouth. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, pull that lower lip out. So did he have a mask on? Yeah. Okay. He pulled his neck gator up. Oh, cool. And, and then I had a mask on the car. He goes, okay, would you mind putting your mask on? And I was like, Corona's a hoax. <laughs> oh, you told him that? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So he's like, you can take driver's ed or you can just take the points and what the crap does that even mean? Because I don't points. know. I don't speed. Is there not like a speeding angel that goes... Psst, officer, he never speeds. He's he loves the police. I would think so. You they should just let record. him off on this one. He'll learn his lesson with the. Yeah. W- so the driver's license point system is: if you accumulate a total of six points within twelve months, they will send you a point accumulation advisory. If you accumulate twelve or more points in twelve months, your driving privilege may be suspended. But how many points did I get? Oh. Let's see, Mike. How many points did I lose? Well, let's see. It was twenty miles, though. So these are negative points. Yeah, yeah. And you're only allowed how many? Nine before you 12? get your... Twelve? Twelve. Woo! So I have... Four. I lost four points? Mm-hmm. Nah, who cares? You're good. Party on, baby. Yeah, yeah you're good. I'm yeah. going to speed today just for fun now. <laughs> to get more points? We're doing a thing... <laughs> like, with, this is a fun game. We're doing a thing with <laughs> Nissan Rogue where we're going rogue, like on the show, like doing things to go rogue. Okay. Here we go. I'm already starting the bit early. This is it. I'm going rogue. Hey, did you get puckered when the lights came on? No. Did you, you think it wasn't for you? No. Were you like, oh, I better get over? <laughs> no, I knew no, it was for me. I was just on the interstate, so I thought, why am I getting pulled over on the interstate? Did I lose my license plate? Is one of my lights out? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, where do I pull over? Do I need to get off on a road and then pull over? Wait, you don't even know how to pull over I on do, it. but oh. there were cones. There were road cones on the side oh. of the... And so, but he pulled over, and for, and he could see that I was, be, I, was, I was in. I was like, I obviously did it wrong. So he... Pu- did a little thing where he swerved over to the uh, shoulder, and I went, oh, okay, he wants me to do that. So I just pulled over, and it's great. Okay, good. I, and I sent, I sent Scuba Steve as early this morning. I sent him a message. because I pushed, I go, hey, man, uh, I might be a little late. Uh, I'm with the Popos. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> a trouble with the law right now. <laughs> oh, it's tough being a being a, a rebel, guys. Oh, yeah, man. You know? It's speeding. That is a lot, though. How much is this ticket? Nothing if you go dr- uh, defensive driving. I, who has time for that? You do. How, yeah. my, how long is this going to take All me? All day. 
I don't have an all day. Or you used to be able to get the funny DVDs. Yeah, man. Where they have a comedian do the class. <laughs> I that, am a comedian. It's not that funny, though. But Isn't that? <laughs> no. <laughs> it, could I? And free pizza. Could, could I? <laughs> listen, I am big on the economy. Could I help our local economy oh. by paying someone to do the class for me? Interesting. Giving no, someone a job. It's not legal. I'm already breaking the law. I might as well double down. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the Great, idea. this is gonna be the thing when you run for governor that comes up. I don't care. <laughs> he went when I 20. run for governor, they've got twenty years of radio shows to go back and peel dumb things I've said. I am absolutely prepared for that. So bring it. And also a different state. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I would never do this in Arkansas. Uh, but I did uh, you know, I, I think when a cop pulls you over, you I showed him my hands. I mean, I didn't put put him up over my head, <laughs> right, right, but I right. make sure he can see my hands all the time. Right. So he never, because every time a cop pulls someone over, their life is literally at risk. Mm-hmm. You never know what kind of knucklehead can be in a car. And I just wanted to prove to him I was not a knucklehead. I made no sudden movements. I was like, hey, I'm going to grab my um, insurance. And so I was very respectful. I think we all should be respectful. But I, I text Caitlin. I was like, I got a ticket. Today's going to suck because it's early. And I just know it's going to be a bad day. Well, yeah. What would she say? Just Two things. Um, let's see. You're a bad I said, boy. This is what I said. I said, I was doing 75 on the interstate. She goes, how do you get a ticket for doing 75 on the interstate? I said, apparently there's, a, there's like a tenth of a mile that's 55. And so she goes, oh, I'm sorry, that's so sucky. I said, I can already tell this isn't going to be a good day. She said, from the ticket? I said, from all of it. The ticket, there was no milk this morning. <laughs> you started piling it up. <laughs> yeah. Off. I was like, today's already stinking. <laughs> I said, we're going nowhere fast. It's overcast outside. <laughs> Everything. She said, I'll make sure we have milk tomorrow. I love you so much. I'm thankful for your hard work. And so that was the end of that text message. And then she said later on, right as the lunchbox segment was ending, she said, hey, is someone supposed to be at our house? Uh-oh. She said, either birds keep flying into our windows or there's someone banging. And now I said, well, so I, we have cameras all over the property. And so I checked. We have, I think, like 24 cameras that kind of go, go through all the space. So I checked every single guest. Like, there's nobody there. She's like, is there a ghost banging on our house? She did. She's not listening to the show. Uh oh. So did they like text our cousins that live here? Yeah. And now they're banging yeah. my house. They're like, the Bobby Bone shows won't leave us alone. Anyway, I got a ticket. <laughs> um, yesterday, I got to announce my new children's book that will be coming out. It is about my dog Stanley. I have already written it. I'm with an illustrator now who's drawing it. The actual first picture we can put up is on my Instagram now, Mr. Bobby Bones. And so I'm just super pumped that HarperCollins gave me another book deal. And so it says, the multimedia personality just announced his plans to release Stanley the dog and his first day of school. So it's going to be about how just because you don't fit in immediately doesn't mean you don't have a place. Because Stanley's an awkward looking dog. He's had a bunch of medical issues. And his story and my story combined was kind of the reason to make this book. We're going to do a lot with dog charities because of this book. But I'm very excited for you guys to uh, be able to see it. It may be a little bit before it comes out, but they announced it yesterday on some book website. So I was like, oh, I'll tell my people then. Awesome. But I'm very excited about Stanley the dog and his first day of school. Especially a lot of kids go through their early stages of school where they don't fit in or they don't feel like they do. And this is Stanley's story. He doesn't fit in either with the with the St. Bernard's. He ain't big enough. <laughs> with the poodles, they're a little snooty. So it's just a whole story. It's funny. You'll see. I don't want to ruin it. All. I don't. Hey, spoiler alert. He lives. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I would be so mad at you as a parent if I got through this whole awesome book and then something happened. Hey, he's had so many end. medical issues. <laughs> you never know. Uh-uh. <laughs>
This is pretty funny. On Jimmy Fallon, Gwen Stefani went on and took her hits and reimagined them as country songs. Here is the country version of Don't Speak. Don't speak, no, it's what you say. So please stop explaining. Don't tell the a little country swing Don't Speak right there. I like works. it. Don't speak, Here is a country version of Spiderwebs. Sorry, I'm not home right now. I'm walking in a spiderweb. So leave a message and I'll call you back. Oh, lively story, but leave a message and I'll call you back. Cause it's on your Actually good. Yeah. I mean, dude, it works again. That could be played on the radio today. Yeah. And if we didn't know the difference, wow, here is the country version of Holla Bad Girl. That sounds like 1927 at the Opry. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's funny. Uh, what's going on today with you, Amy? B-A-N-I-N-A. <laughs> Nanners. N-A-N-N-N-E-R-S. Nanners. <laughs> yeah, you just take out the... Uh, just school, soccer. My in-laws are still here hanging out. What about you? A couple podcasts today. We have a, a Vets You Should Know podcast, which we're going to launch real soon. But I, I spent an hour talking with vets about their time in the military, their transition, all for Veterans Day. So we're going to do that. And then have a friend coming over for dinner tonight that I haven't seen in a few weeks. So Caitlin's going to cook. I think she's going to do taco bowls. Ooh. Oh, nice. She's doing that turkey taco? Yeah, but bowls, I was like, no shells. Okay. Healthier? So, yeah. Thank you. We will see you tomorrow. Dirk Bentley in tomorrow. And on Friday, Luke Combs will be in to perform. All right, goodbye. Bobby Bones.